0: Welcome to the E3 episodes. It's time to experience fun conversations about big presentations. And now, here are your hosts, Adam and Liz. What is good, all of our listeners? Welcome to part two of our E3 episodes. My name is Adam, and we've been doing this podcast for one year today. As we do this, it is one year since we did the podcast. We did June 12th of 2018, and now it's June 12th, 2019, as you're listening to this. So uh, really quickly, Liz, how you doing? Let's just inform our audience.
1: Um, I have the stomach flu. Yeah. So I watched yesterday's um, mm-hmm. showcases, um, but some of it I was half asleep for or in. Vast amounts of pain. Yeah. And I still have a stomach ache today. So, um, yay. Exactly. But I am dedicated to you guys and I still wanted to do the recording today and do everything. Luckily, even when I told my boss that I was feeling better and can go to work today, he said to stay home. Yeah. So, very lucky for that.
0: So... I'll be doing a lot of the talking, but it's not because Liz like doesn't want to talk. It's just that she's feeling a little sick.
1: Yeah, the longer I talk, the more it hurts. So, so I'll still be talking, though. I'll be here.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to take away from Microsoft's conference, the uh, l- last episode, part one, I kind of just said, like, oh, Double Fine Studios. That's kind of a little weird. Uh, I wasn't really impressed, but really just sleeping on it. Like, I woke up this morning. I was like, Tim Schafer is part of Xbox. The legend Tim Schafer, Mm -hmm. the rock star of video games, is part of Xbox Studios. What am I talking about? And I think it was just, I was just uh, unenthused because Microsoft's conference was just very lackluster. And so when they brought up Double Fine, I just felt like already in a lackluster mood. And I just thought, oh, the Psychonauts. eh." But it's Tim Schafer. Brutal Legend. Mm-hmm. His greatest game ever. Brutal. I'm just kidding. I'm, it's not Brutal Legend. It was still a good game. But just wanted to let you know, I'm still excited that Tim Schafer is part of the Xbox Studios. So that's really, really, really cool. Um, just want to let you know before you before you hurt me. Um, yeah, let's just get started because we got five uh, conferences to go through in this episode. And we very much value your time here. So mm-hmm. we're just going to Go through it. But before we start with our very first conference, we just want to remind you all to follow us on social media. You can follow us at Gaming Groceries or follow us individually. My name is at Ace the Grocer.
1: And I'm at Journey First.
0: And you can follow us also on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. And you can definitely check out our website, GamesandGroceries.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes, find out where you can listen to our episodes, as well as read some articles that I wrote in the past week I will tell you this right now. I'm probably not going to get to an article this week.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: It's been a very busy week, and it's going to continue to be yeah, it.
1: Yeah, we're busy up until up through until like Sunday. Yeah, pretty Our much. Our schedule is packed.
0: So I apologize if I don't get to an article this week. I'm still going to try to, but definitely I mean, check out the I website. I mean, they
1: get an extra episode this week, so
0: that is true. So there you go. There you go. All right. We got a lot to talk about, and we don't want to go past an hour and a half. We hope not to. So let's just jump right into the very first showcase of the episode. Hey, 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 hey. Don't console me. Give me the PC. PC gaming showcase. It happened just like last year. What What were your thoughts? I hated it. What? for PC gaming. It
1: was terrible. It was boring. And... Their system glitched like five times.
0: Yeah, it went. I don't know if it was the stream we were watching, but it kept cutting out. The audio kept um, glitching Having out.
1: Having to switch up, it was just bad. It was bad. It was a bad showcase.
0: It went on. It went on a little longer than it should have. Yeah, honestly. and it was
1: so super long. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it just every time it happens, like I, I I like the games that are shown. I like the indie games that we get to see. But in terms of like seeing indie games, I very much more appreciate kind of funny games uh, showcase more than PC games Mm -hmm. showcase because they they just seem more honest. And I'll I'll say right here, less elitist, you know, with a guy in a suit like, oh, hello, I've got some questions for you. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Maybe next year we'll cover kind of funny games instead of PC game showcase when we're talking about indie games. But we'll worry about that next year. Yeah, but let's just dra- jump right into it. There were 30 games shown at this PC gaming. So as we go through each showcase, these are just our highlights of the episodes. We can't get through every game or every highlights. It's it's going to be a long one. But let's first talk about Vampire: The Masquerade 2. Um, the one of the developers was very proud of his gloves that he's wearing and his haircut.
1: Yes, he looked
0: like an anime character. He looked like an anime character. Um, But yeah, so we got to know a little bit more about Vampire the Masquerade, including uh, Feeding Your Power, uh, Own the Knights. Uh, Bloodlines 2 is coming out quarter one of 2020, so we'll probably expect that that in February of 2020. Uh, And Feeding will give you extra boosts, and you're going through some sort of vampire puberty.
1: Yeah, I feel like that was a weird word to use.
0: Yeah, they said like, oh, you're going through vampire puberty.
1: Like, Could we use a different word, maybe?
0: I really want to be excited for this game.
1: It looked interesting, but I don't think they showcased it the best way.
0: And here's the thing. Vampyr did everything better. You know, Mm -hmm. it it did exactly what they were talking about, but better, in my opinion. Now, I haven't even gotten my hands on Masquerade um, uh, Bloodlines 2. But at the same time, the way they're describing the game, it just feels to me that... You're you're describing Vampire that just came out and is doing things a lot better. Yeah, you know, uh, I and and you have to be excited for this just because the very first game, Masquerade Bloodlines, uh, it, it really it really trailblazed for these types of games, right? Uh, but it just seems like the sequel just doesn't meet up to our expectations. Yeah. But I'm gonna wait. When it comes out, quarter one, most likely February 2020. And I just want to see more of the game. Yeah. I want to see others' reviews and I want to see others' thoughts about it. But I wasn't too impressed. Uh, what I was impressed about was this game Starmancer, right? So this is uh, published by Chucklefish, the same publishers behind Stardew Valley. Now, it's not the same developers of Stardew Valley uh, or developer, you know, by Concerned Ape. I forget the guy's name, Oof, but I know it's by Concerned Ape. But this is almost like a sci-fi Stardew Valley where you're uh, pretty much building up a space station and Mm -hmm. uh, figure out who who lives, who dies. And it's a space station colony simulator. Mm -hmm. What do you think of it? Were you interested? Um,
1: It's not my type of game. No. That just reminds me of like, like all the games that remind me of like the Facebook games. Yeah. Like Farmville. And yeah. Stuff. That's what it reminds me of. And so to Stardew Valley. So they're not my type of games, but I know you really liked Stardew Valley.
0: I love Stardew Valley. So
1: I saw this and I was like, Oh, Adam gets a new game.
0: Yeah. We had a friend over watching this and he said that, Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't really into Stardew Valley. And I just asked him like, were you into Harvest Moon at all? Or oh, Farmville? No, not really. And that, and that's just it. Mm-hmm. If you were never really into Harvest Moon, the Farmville games, uh, you won't really be into this. Yeah. But it, it struck me because it's, I don't want to say it's Stardew Valley in space because it's two completely different games.
1: But it kind of is.
0: But it kind of is. But that's, I think, why I was interested because I love sci fi games and I love these, uh, you know, colony simulator mm-hmm. games. So I'm, I'm really digging this. So I'm definitely keeping my eye on this one, especially because it's being pu- published by Chucklefish. I I love the games that they publish. Yeah. Um now let's jump forward into uh Coffee Stain's new game. Yeah. If you don't know Coffee Stain games, uh Goat Simulator. They were the publishers behind uh Goat uh, or uh, makers of Goat Simulator. So uh very funny um programmer and I say programmer because this is just one guy mm-hmm. making this next game. This game's called Midnight Ghost Hunt, and it's a multiplayer. Uh almost Ghostbusters-esque. It's like more more like Luigi's Mansion uh multiplayer, which we'll get to in a bit, actually. But this is called Midnight Ghost Hunt, and it's a multiplayer ghost hunter, and it's made by one guy. Seems mm-hmm. really passionate about this project. Uh you can you can play as I believe he said you can play as the poltergeist. Am I right?
1: I do not remember.
0: Oh man. Uh I, know you can I
1: I vaguely remember hearing, seeing this and thinking like, oh, that looks, that looks good. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember all the details.
0: Yeah. He said that your, your goal as you're playing as the ghost hunter, right? You're, you're making sure that midnight does not happen for the poltergeist. Yes, you,
1: are pl- you are playing the poltergeist. I'm remembering the game now. Yeah. Yes. I believe you are playing as poltergeist because your goal is to make it to, mm-hmm. midnight,
0: to midnight so
1: that you can mm-hmm. take control of the house.
0: So it's almost like, uh, oh, what was it? It's almost like Evolve, except better. Um, Where you, where you get to play as the Poltergeist, and I believe four of your friends play as Ghost Hunters. Now I might be remembering this wrong.
1: I think you all. I think everyone is the ghosts.
0: Everyone is the Poltergeist.
1: It's not the... Po- there's multiple poltergeists. Oh, yeah. And if yeah. only one... Even if only one of you mm-hmm. are alive by midnight, you all come back and take oh. control of the house. Yeah. The ghost hunters go around and try and kill you all. Mm-hmm. And you just need to get at least one to survive. Yeah. Until midnight.
0: I'm really stoked for this game. Yeah. It, it looks a lot of fun. Uh, and, and it looks really unique, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, And it's made by one guy and I can't remember the guy's name. I should have written down in my notes, but he came out and it was just yep, it's just the one-man show. It's just me. I was like, whoa, Don't okay. And, and it's it looks super, super intelligent, intelligently made. But uh really, really awesome. The next game that it's on my notes is called Moons of Madness. Now this was just kind of uh showcase and you got to see a little bit of gameplay and then just kind of passed on. But I really wanted to get a more deep dive into this game because this looked like Prey, like Bethesda's Prey, 2017 Prey, Mm -hmm. uh, and Dead Space combined. And it's coming out Halloween of this year. Yeah. So I really, really dig this. Now, do you remember this game at all? No. Yeah. I don't don't think anybody would because, you know, it just kind of passed by. Like, oh, here's a a game. And it, it was showcased a little bit longer than anything else. But... It just it was super trippy and I really like the aesthetics of it. And and like I said, I think it's just because I loved Prey 2017 and Dead Space and it's it looks like to be combining the two of them and I really want to get my hands on this. And I believe it's coming to PC and console mm-hmm. uh Halloween 2019. So I'm not sure of that. I think it's maybe only PC but
1: Possibly.
0: But even if that I I want to get my hands on yeah. it. So uh, definitely, definitely look out for that called Moons of Madness coming out Halloween 2019. And then hey we got Halloween. Halloween. Uh, our last two highlights, right? Number one, we got our taste on Shenmue 3. Uh, I believe this was delayed again, but I'm not sure. Now, this is coming out November 19th, 2019. So it's coming out this year, right? And we got to see some Kung Fu fighting. You know, he says, your Kung Fu is not, that's great. And then he starts training him in Kung Fu. And we got to see some, some of a little bit of world. And there's a lot of Kung Fu happening. And we got to see uh, more quick time events within Shenmue. And, and here's the thing. It's just more Shenmue for you, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you're on Game Pass, I don't think they said this at the, at the Microsoft, but I, I was exploring my Game Pass. Shenmue 1 and 2 is on Game Pass right now. There you go. So if you're on Game Pass, you're like, oh, Shenmue 3. I'm not really stoked for it. Guess what? You got Shenmue One and Two yeah. on your Game Pass, so which
1: means most likely, yeah, Shenmue Three would be on there.
0: Yes, please, please, and thank you.
1: That's what I'm assuming.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, if you have the first and second, that means that you're expecting to put the third on there.
0: Well, I'm hoping that for um for Surge Two because the first one's on there now. That now they showcased uh, they showcased the Surge Two, but they just said like available for pre-order it they xbox sort of said that this is coming out on it, it's coming out on uh game pass but he didn't mm-hmm. so i'm a little upset about that that's okay because i believe shenmue 3 will come to game pass there you go i would like to believe it but i know it's not true but yeah so we got to see just a little bit about it in our next showcase some more news about shenmue 3 but before we get to our next segment Let's talk about the highlight of the PC gaming show, Maneater! Yeah. The Shark PG. This looks amazing. I'm so excited to be a shark in an RPG. Liz, are you as excited as I am?
1: No, I don't think anyone is.
0: Can I, okay, I will repeat the question. Liz, are you excited to be a shark?
1: It looks interesting.
0: You're breaking my heart. I know. This is an open world. RPG. I'm sorry. Shark PG. Oh, That's what they said. Not me. I didn't make the bad pun here yeah, this but, time.
1: But you have a huge smile on your face.
0: I do, because it's a shark PG. Uh, we got a new trailer from it. We got we got to see how you're gonna be swimming around and eating people. And there's this there's this big dude like like really jacked dude in like overalls, right? He's like doing his fishing and he's got the headphones on. Uh, and we, we get to see film footage of the shark just going Om! and just chomping things. And then we get to find out that this this dude's name is called Scaly Pete. And he's going to be uh, the enemy within Maneater. And he's set to be known as the best shark fisherman. And this is going to be the enemy of the game. Now, he described this as uh, the developer. He said... This would be Grand Theft Auto if you were a shark. I can't wait. Give me this game now. And you eat nutrients and people like they're XP. So the more people and nutrients you eat, the more you can upgrade your shark to like upgrade your jaw and upgrade your fins and your skin, your, your shark tooth skin. And you get to like upgrade your shark, eat more people and get away from Scaly peats. Have I excited you yet? Have I sold to you Maneater? Sure. Can you tell that this won me and all of E3 to be a shark? Yeah. I want to be a shark right now, today. But they asked him, when can we play Maneater? And he said, well, we're not ready to give you a date yet, but you'll play it before the next PC gaming showcase. And I was like, no, sir. (laughs) I want to know now. But it's it,
1: too bad.
0: So I was upset, but I was very, very glad that they got to show us more gameplay of Man Eater and I want to play it so, 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 so bad right now. But let's conclude this. What would you rate PC gaming show out of 10? Four. A four? Yeah. Why is that?
1: It's boring to me. Yeah. It was boring to me, and, um, yeah, it just wasn't as professional as they were expecting it to be, I think.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, I would give it a five, honestly, because, yeah, Maneater was my highlight, but it took forever Mm -hmm. to get there. By the time we got to the end, I was like, oh, they still have to talk about Borderlands 3. They still have to talk about this. It, it just took forever to mm-hmm. get there. We're not covering Kind of Funny Games, but Kind of Funny Games handled indie game presentation way better.
1: Yeah, I loved their showcase.
0: Yeah, uh, we're not covering it today, but you, uh, you can tell the difference between the way they handled game presentation and... PC gaming was so slow and so dry, mm-hmm. but kind of funny games it was just very entertaining from start to finish. You were so invested in it and you wanted to learn more about these indie games they were showing, including um, uh, Skatebird, which we won't talk about. But you should definitely check out Skatebird. Yeah. So I also rated a five just because Maneater was my only highlight, really. And uh, Starmancer and Moon's Badness. 5.5 5 for me okay but i think that's enough to talk about the pc gaming show let's jump into the second showcase of the show unlimited power <clears throat> mm, sorry unlimited fun of limited run games let's jump into it limited run games they had one of the most creative uh versions of their e3 conference other than Devolver Digital, which we talked about in part one. Definitely check out that one. Let's talk about this. Let run games, uh, many people know of them, but not many people know what they do. I'm sure you've seen their logo somewhere, uh, including if you're on YouTube, you can see the thumbnail where the is the, the on it. But this, this company is more for the pre- preservationists, I can say the words, preservationists, archivists, collectors who want the physical copies of their favorite games. Uh, you get to see the kind of the pre-show before their E3 conference. They just said, we love our games. We love showing it on our shelves. Almost like not just decorations, but achievements. Like, look at my mm-hmm. shelf. I spent so many hours in this game. I really want to show you this. Or I want to lend it to a friend. But... We've come to the digital age and not much has uh, been given to the physical copies of games. So that's what limited games is all about. And I very much appreciate it. So let's just jump right into it. Let's just jump right into it. There is going to be a physical release for Night in the Woods. For PS4 and Nintendo Switch, if you really love this game, which you, if, you ha- if you haven't yet, it's a very charming game. You get to play like animal creatures, but they're more humanistic and you get to go through the teenage lives. And um, there's, there's a lot of themes going behind uh, Night in the Woods, which as you're listening to this and if you're saying, Adam, I want other podcasts to listen to. I was talking to the Greatest Story Ever Played podcast, and I know he's going through Night in the Woods. So mm-hmm. if you want to know more about it, definitely follow uh, his podcast and what he thinks about that game. But this is coming out quarter four this year. What did you think of, of this conference
1: I so far? I don't remember. I'm looking. I'm just looking at your notes. I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember half of the <laughs> Wow. I am so sorry. <laughs>
0: well, you were also pretty sick.
1: I was pretty sick. And I was probably ha- this is probably one of the ones that I was like falling asleep.
0: Yeah. Because this one was they, they were coming out their warehouse and, and they were saying, well, we're not at E3. We're not at Los Angeles. Where are we going to oh, go? And it's yeah, like this I, is going to be our stage.
1: I really liked theirs. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it was in like a virtual stage and there's clips of people everywhere. No, oh, no,
1: wait. Then I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking the wrong one. I don't know. Yeah. I but yeah, theirs wasn't. And that the guy bad. turned
0: into a Nintendo Switch.
1: Yes. Yeah. I this is my final inter- form. Hers was um interesting. We'll yeah. Go with interesting.
0: It was very honest. It was very creative. You could tell how much fun they were putting behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I appreciate about Devolver Digital, and that's why I appreciate about it. kind of funny games. It was honest. It was by gamers. It was by people who loved video games. Yeah. Uh, and especially limited run games. They love video games, right? So on Twitter, uh, Limited Run Games, teased us that. This is the only time you're going to see a PS Vita at an E3. And to showcase what games they're putting out on the PS Vita, there is this guy who came out onto the quote-unquote stage. You really need to check it out on YouTube or Twitch. It's so funny. But the guy kind of walks out and said, hey, uh, you're going to lose money if you you make the PS Vita cartridge. I mean, it's not really profitable. What what are we going to do? And one of the guys from Literary Run Games like had PS Vitas for arms. It was just like karate chopping this guy. Like, just like, ah! It was like an anime fight scene, but he had PS Vitas for arms. Mm-hmm. And so when he beat him, he just said, all right, so let's showcase. Here's what we're going to be bringing. Physical additions to the PS Vita, not uh, digital releases, but these are physical releases you can put on your shelf. I'm just going to go right through this. <clears throat> Guacamele. Deadbolt, Super Mutant, Alien Assault, Pix the Cat, Revenant Dogma, Mutant Blobs Attack, Rocket Birds, Rocket Birds 2, Atari Flashback Collection, Super Meat Boy, Super Meat Boy, uh, the Damascus uh, Damascus Gears games, um, I believe it's Operation Osaka and Operation Tokyo, uh, and the Metal Slug games are coming to the PS Vita physical releases and they just like showcase this and that and I was like whoa how many games are you going to put out there I believe they did say that this is going to be their only run for the PS Vita games mm-hmm. like this is their last run because yeah the, the cartridges are getting much more expensive and much more rare that they can't be putting these out anymore but for the last run there is a lot of games getting the physical copies mm-hmm. and uh, owners of PS Vita's I know a couple of them. I'm not one to be included, but it, you you got a whole slew of games to go out from. Yeah. Uh, one last one. As they closed out from the PS Vita showcase, they said, wait, wait, wait. We got one for more for you. Papers, please, is going to have a physical copy for the PS Vita. And if you don't remember this game, uh, oh, how did they call it? I can't remember it, but it's basically your your... You're almost like an immigration officer, and you're going through. Uh, yeah,
1: sounds like a fun game.
0: Mm-hmm. And you have to go through their papers. You have to say papers, please. You have to search the people, make sure they can't go over the wall and whatever. Uh, it's a really classic game, and if you if you haven't, definitely check it out. But it's definitely getting not definitely well, like definitely getting a physical copy for the PS Vita. Why this is important, again, I want to remind you that this is for people who want to preserve classic games. They want to put it on their shelves. They want to just put it into the system because with uh, digital media, you're only buying a license to this game. You don't really own the game. You're buying a license for the Mm -hmm. game where this is uh, really for people who want to preserve classic games. And I love what limited runs games is doing. Now, you might be saying, Adam, is that it? no 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 they went on more and more uh we want to go through the highlights and we're not going to talk about every game they talked about but they did announce free switch owners and those who love classic n64 games i believe it's on the n64 uh my friend asked me this he said oh what's this on n64. Turok 1 and 2 are coming to the switch baby let's go if you don't remember Turok it's this crazy world where you're this bow and arrow expert in the land of dinosaurs and you're just taking out dinosaurs and uh people who are trying to poach them and you're taking them down and it's amazing so if you haven't played those classic games and you have a switch definitely definitely pick that up because limited run games is providing you with classic archives so um so far are you remembering what's um,
1: yeah it's all coming back to yeah.
0: me so Sorry, I had to take a slurp. But uh, if you remember, the the head of Never Run Games, he says, Oh, for our next, I think I'll just do the switcheroo. And he started to do this uh, funky little dance routine. And uh, there's this poorly CGI'd switch, and it's just his face on it, like, Ah, I've reached my final form, and it's just a Nintendo Switch just floating on the stage. Yeah, it just, just super crazy and kooky. It, it, that's all I can say about it. It was kooky.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, but it was a lot of fun to watch. The other thing that they announced is that uh, for you Nintendo 3DS owners, you proud and few who are left, because everybody's saying, "Oh, the Nintendo 3DS is dying." No, no, no. Because Limited Run Games is having your back because the Nintendo 3DS is now supported by them. And the very first 3DS game that they're going to be announcing is the Atui collection. And the Atui collection includes Mutant Muds, uh, I believe two Mutant Muds uh, games, Bomb Monkey, Chicken Wiggle. There's gonna be a lot of others, but uh, those who have made from the Atui publishers is gonna be on this uh, Atui collection on the Nintendo 3DS. This was originally on the Nintendo eShop. But if you don't have that anymore, if that's shutting down, now you can play these classic games anytime you want. So Limited Run Games has your back. Um, Yeah, so last two announcements uh, that we want to highlight for Limited Run Games. There is going to be an exclusive collector's edition for Shenmue 3. And you're thinking, whoa, Adam, what's in it? I'm glad you asked because... This is a podcast. It's going to come with this light box, this kind of shadow box that you put, uh, put behind the lamp and there's an image behind it. So that's super cool. There's patches and there's going to be an exclusive double-sided Dragon Phoenix mirror with it. A copy of the game from Limited Run Games. There's going to be a lot more with it, but they're putting out their exclusive collector's edition for Shenmue 3. Do you remember this at all? Um, No. Oh, okay. You probably were asleep. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'll just uh, close out Learn Run Games with the most exciting news that they came out. Oh, boy. Hey, Liz, do you like Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Do you like classic games?
1: Sometimes.
0: Well, good news. Limited Run Games has your back. They are bringing, They're bringing classic Star Wars games. To physical copies, once again, I believe to the Nintendo Switch and PS4. I might be wrong by that, but they just showed a whole uh, plethora of trailers and just game footage of these old uh, Star Wars games. And they're starting out their run with Bounty Hunter. Star Wars Bounty Hunter, one of the best uh, old Star Wars games. They're also bringing back, I should have written these down in my notes, but I can't think of the other ones that they're doing. But I just focused in on bounty hunter and I started freaking out. I'm like, oh bounty hunter. So really, really awesome of that. But they said they're they're going to just um blaze these games out. If you love those classic Star Wars games, like classic retro Star Wars mm-hmm. games, they're gonna get physical copies once again. If you never experience these and you're just saying, I can't afford these collectors things, because if to to just play these games, it, it costs an arm and a leg because you have to get the collectors and it just costs a lot because, you know, they go yeah. for a lot. But if you just want to play them just to enjoy them, again, Limited Run Games has your back. All right, let's close it out. Liz, what what did you think of Limited Run Games?
1: Five.
0: A five. Okay. Why a five?
1: Um, even though they didn't have games that I was extremely into, they had a decent um showcase like Mm -hmm. they kept it entertaining yeah you know it was fun and they didn't go very long yeah i think it was like like
0: 45 minutes
1: um yeah it was somewhere between 30 minutes and 40 minutes Mm -hmm. it wasn't that long and i appreciated that
0: yeah i'm definitely giving this one a seven right it wasn't a solid showcase but it was decent it was really really fun it was really entertaining I'm going to give it an eight. It was a solid showcase. Um, the, the stage in itself, they couldn't afford a big stage. They couldn't afford um, huge amounts of like yeah. stage presence. But what they showed you was so much satisfaction. Just saying, like, this is coming to you. This is coming to you. We're, we're supporting the Nintendo 3DS. We're going to be the exclusive collector's edition for Shenmue 3. We're bringing back old classic Star Wars games. This was a solid showcase. This was a solid um showcase for classic gamers and people who appreciate the um the preservation of games. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it an eight. Yeah. Because I, I just love what they're doing for yeah. retro games. So if you haven't checked them out, it was only on Twitch, I believe but you can check it out on YouTube. I, I highly recommend you can uh, you go do that because I think it was just 30 to 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, it wasn't too long.
0: Yeah, definitely take time to, to check out that showcase. So uh, this brings us to our third showcase of E3. You be rough. You be tough. You be soft. So let's talk about Ubisoft's presentation. I was nervous at first because it started with the Assassin's Creed Symphony and I just sat there like, Wait, no. Why? Why? Please mm-hmm. no. Just just take a break from assassins creed. Let's just let's just breathe with odyssey for a little bit and then we find out after they started playing, oh no, it's just because they're going on tour and that's yes. why that they uh that uh, they had to play. Yeah. So, but it was kind of a weird start, right? I liked it. Well, no, I liked it. It was just to transition into hype, you know. Mm-hmm. It was very classical music, very soothing music uh i'm not trying to say it didn't work but it was just very yeah. classical and it soothed you and you just appreciated the music and it's just get hype obisoft let's go and it was just it just felt weird to me uh where it was just a very 180 like all yeah. right time to get hype so it was it was good it was fine i liked it it was just nervous about like wait why are you up here why yeah um and and that that was the other thing. They weren't even going to be in the States. Like, they were going all over Europe and then two dates in America.
1: And they were both on the West Coast.
0: They were both on the West Coast. Both on the West Coast. I choked a little uh-huh. bit. Um, yeah, so I was kind of super jealous because I wanted to go.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, it seems really interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're nowhere near us.
0: Yeah, because I love Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's just jump right into it. Watch Dogs Legion. And we got gameplay. Right. And I even put in my notes as I was writing, like, oh, your star character is Ian. Until we find out there's permadeath in this game. Mm
1: -hmm. That was interesting.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I I put down is that you have this choice whether to uh, surrender and resist. Right. So... When you're down by the police or something like that, or these uh, captors, you have this decision whether you want to surrender to them or resist arrest, and you have this option of to do it and to do that. More than anything, there's way more options that we thought about, right? So, the, do you have something to say? No. Oh, okay. Um, she's also eating, and I just told her to mute her mic. Instead of chewing, but she's like, wait, I have something to say.
1: No, I just, I wanted to have input on this.
0: Yeah, so. Put it down. So there's going to be permadeath, and you have to lay this person to rest. And then the next character is Old Lady Helen. And I wanted to play as Helen the entire game. Why did you mark
1: her as Old Lady Helen?
0: Because it's Helen, and she's an old lady.
1: She was a bird lady.
0: Okay, fine, a bird lady. But. I want to play as Helen the entire game, and, yeah. I, and I hope I get that option.
1: You can make a whole team of old women. Yeah.
0: Why would you call them old women? They're bird women.
1: They're not all bird women. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I thought it was funny. You're like, old lady Helen.
0: This is old lady Helen. But here's the thing. Uh, before we get into more of what I thought about this game, we soon find out that you can recruit anybody in this world Mm
1: -hmm. anybody every single person has a backstory
0: backstory and origin uh mission and then you get to recruit anybody in the world and i just sit there and i'm like anybody like anyone yeah like and they just said yeah you can just look at their phones and just say uh you can recruit them you can play their origin mission and they're now part of your team And I just sat there and said, that sounds super ambitious. And what do we know about games that are too ambitious? They fail. Yeah. So you remember the last time there was a super ambitious game and it released something to the point of watch uh not watch dogs <laughs> um no man's sky mm-hmm. where they said you can explore anywhere and go to any planet and uh, it, the game will never end ever 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 and it was like wow that sounds like a lot of fun it is you know why because it's not real and so that's all I'm really worried about with watch dogs legion is that it just sounds really really ambitious um, you can go anywhere and make any story. And uh, they even said that the wor- like who you kill in the world, there will be a permanent effect. So they say that, okay, let's say one person is blackmailing is blackmailing one of your team members. Right. And let's say you go kill that blackmailer because once they're dead, they can no longer blackmail your team member. But Let's say that blackmailer has brothers or cousins in the world. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're not gonna like how he's dead, and they're gonna try to take vengeance on you. Mm-hmm. So every decision you make will impact the entire world. So not only can you interact as anybody in this world, but as you're as you're uh, doing your decisions in the world, you have like super impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Impacts, I'll just say. it. uh, Impacts in the world. This just sounds really, really ambitious, and it it just makes me nervous.
1: I'm interested, though.
0: I'm interested. If this works...
1: It'll be amazing.
0: And and it will be a game that you play forever because you can make any team member... They said that uh, you can make a whole team of old ladies. You can make a whole team of skaters. You can make a whole team of mix and match. Mm -hmm. There's really just endless amount of gameplay here, but that's the thing. What do we know also about watchdogs is that they've always been ambitious. They've always been uh, over promising. And, and that's what worries me is that they have a history of over promising and over hyping and being ambitious. And it never really works out to the way they promised us, mm-hmm. right? So somebody who's never heard of watchdogs Legion and they pick it up in a bargain bin and they put it in they don't know what to expect. Like, oh, yeah, this is a good game. Yeah. But they tend to just say, like, oh, this is what we promised you. Like, ah. Uh,
1: but it's st- not.
0: But it's not. So I'm I'm stoked. Like, I really do want to play this. It looks really yeah. good. It looks fun. It looks like it has the flavorings of Watchdog, but it looks like a brand new game. Like, you see C.T.O.S. and they just say, oh, we're, um, oh, uh. I can't remember the um the hacker group in Watch Dogs 2. I'm I forgot. But you you see like little hints mm-hmm. of the Watch Dogs universe in it. And but I'm just I'm just super nervous that's too ambitious for its own good, yeah. you know. So that that's how I think about it. Now, let's get into why I'm so salty about this. So one of my predictions that Aisha Tyler is going to make an appearance at Ubisoft. Except every celebrity and their celebrity mothers were on the Ubisoft stage. You want to know who wasn't on Ubisoft stage? Aisha Tyler. Everybody. They they got the guy from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia to appear and uh, saying that he's making a brand new show called Mythic Quest, which is only streaming on Apple TV.
1: Yeah, that was weird.
0: Yeah, like I get that you're trying to sell Apple TV, but you're selling to a wide audience here. And it's just like, I don't want Apple TV. Yeah. Why can't you stream on Hulu or Netflix or something? Mm-hmm. Well, stop trying to be your own service here. Uh, so he came on. Aisha Tyler didn't come on. They also said that it's going to be a division, um, division movie going to be happening. Is Aisha Tyler going to be in it? No, Aisha Tyler is not going to be in a division movie, which is making me very angry. Uh, but then we get to see a little bit of Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Was Aisha Tyler appearing for Ghost uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint? No, no. John Barenthal came on. Oh no, this celebrity. But you like him. I do like him. But you know who else I like? Aisha Tyler. I'm just saying that like all of these celebrities came onto Ubisoft stage, and I was just like, "But Aisha, we miss her," and I just want her back. And I and I said on Twitter, like, "Listen." If Aisha Tyler doesn't even poke her head out from the curtains, I'm going to flip. You know who didn't poke her head out from the curtains? Aisha Tyler did not poke her head out of the curtains of Ubisoft. I'm sorry. So enough of my salty rants. Spoiler, Aisha Tyler did not make the stage. But let's talk about uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We, we took a little look at the story and John Barthol enters and talks about his character and the, the army of ghosts that he has. And uh, what did they call Uh, They're called the Wolves. Mm -hmm. So these are the same people. These are the same people that trained with the ghost, but they they seem to be off the sector. They they seem to be kind of uh, saying, like, government's controlling us and we won't let the government or the military control us anymore. We are our own men. We are our own people. So the story looks really, really cool. But the most important part of this whole presentation was the good boy. Yeah there was a good boy alert and his name was bam bam the puppy
1: he wasn't really a puppy anymore
0: all dogs are puppies that's true yeah
1: right blokey Meet you my puppy
0: so john barathall comes out with his dog bam bam and what was it a pitbull mix
1: it looked like a pitbull of some sort yeah and like it was definitely a pit bull
0: and he's like bam bam sit bam bam lay and Bam Bam just like laid there. Okay. okay, thanks, Dad, for bringing me out here. And
1: he just laid there while he while John did his thing. Yeah,
0: no leash, just. Bam Bam, sit. Okay. I know
1: if we did that with Foggy, he'd be like, there's so many humans. I have to meet them all. And he'd be running. He would have jumped off the stage and ran into the audience and we would have lost him.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> uh, and there's a there's a trailer happening behind Jaren Barathal and you see Bam Bam pick up. He's like, "Ooh, what's happening? Yeah. So
1: Like, oh, what's that?
0: There was a good boy. He was the goodest of boys and he deserves all the treats.
1: Yes. I hope he got a steak for dinner.
0: I hope he did. He better have. Floki,
1: Floki, do you want steak for dinner?
0: He does want steak for dinner.
1: He's like, that sounds delicious.
0: But they did confirm that they're bringing back AI teammates for solo players. I'm very happy about this because sometimes you don't have a team member to play with. And the AI teammates in Ghost Recon, whether it be uh, dumb or smart, whatever, they're in the game again for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And we got to see a little bit more of Terminator. That's going to be like a Terminator uh, I think they said there's going to be like a game mode for Terminator. Yeah, I
1: think it was a game mode. Yeah. Everyone is having Terminator this year. And I'm at so first stoked. we were like, "We're like, why is there so much Terminator? Then I'm like, oh, they're probably going to be coming out with like a new movie or something. And I said. And he told me that there is a new movie coming out. I said, well, there you go.
0: With Linda Hamilton. So yeah. I'm stoked for so. that. Dark Fate. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Ghost Recon Breakpoint looks good. Good boy alert. Bam Bam should have a steak for dinner. Moving on. So, you play plus.
1: I was not around for this one.
0: Um, it is another subscription service, much like EA Access, much like Game Pass, much like uh PlayStation uh, Now. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me about it, and you and our friend were just like, This is ridiculous! Like, both of you were super upset.
0: I think what it was upsetting to me that. Okay, listen, so the idea in of itself is not a bad idea. You have 100 games on PC, uh, all of these Ubisoft classics, right? You have unlimited access, all the DLCs uh, packed in. You have classic games, including Beyond Good and Evil, the Splinter Cell games, like all the classic ones, and this is coming September 2019. What I do have a problem with is that... It's just copying more and more subscriptions. It's getting too old now. This doesn't seem revolutionary anymore. This just seems that, oh, we see the market. We see people are buying these subscriptions. And now, huh, eh, we'll do it too. This is also going to be on Google Stadia in 2020. But the official one is coming out 2019. Adam, you didn't see the price yet. I didn't. It's going to be $14.99 a month. It's... Uh... It's not, it's the the price is fine, but here's the problem. You have so many better subscription services Mm -hmm. that you're for less, and you're trying to compete with that, right? Why not do a subscription service at $8.99 a month or? $7.99 a month try to compete with the price right because my biggest problem with google stadia is that everybody's just saying like oh but you have this whole stream of libraries you can stream it you can you can be fine yeah but for the same price you can get xbox game pass Mm -hmm. and now it's coming to pc so if you have a pc and you want a whole list of games that you can just play it's it's nine ninety nine a month, yeah. and you can download them. You're not streaming the game, so you don't have to worry about bandwidth caps. My problem is that these these subscription services are coming out, but there's so many better ones, mm-hmm. and they're not trying to compete with that price anymore. Yeah, and this same thing with UPlay Plus. My problem isn't of the service they're offering. My uh, my my problem is that they it just seems to say that we can get in on the market just by being the markets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. That if they can't um, compete with the other ones with the, with what they offer, they should at least try and compete with their the price. price.
0: Which is what um, Epic was doing. Yeah. You know, Epic was um, competing with the price for developers. That's yeah. how they were trying to compete with Steam. Not mm-hmm. necessarily the service they were offering. Yeah. But they were competing at least with their price.
1: Yeah. Like they're aware they don't have the service. But they know that yeah. they compete with the price that they offer. And that's why you saw mm-hmm. a lot of developers releasing on Epic this year. Mm-hmm.
0: But for $14.99 a month, I was just like, oh, man, you're not competing. You're not even trying. Yeah. Because here's the other thing. For fourteen ninety nine dollars a month, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate gives you Xbox Live. Xbox Game Pass on console and Xbox Game Pass on PC. Yeah. By the way, I finally downloaded my Game Pass on PC and I just started to play Fez and I love Fez. It's amazing. If you have Game Pass on PC, definitely download Fez. It is amazing. Anyways, (laughs) but it's just not competing with the price. Yeah. And that's what I had a problem with is that they they need to compete with the market, not just say that, oh, the market is this way. This is what our value is. So boom, you'll pay it, right? No, because there's already established services already. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you competing with that? Yeah. So I was very unimpressed with this UPlay Plus. The fact that it's coming to Stadia is even more worrying because now you have to pay $9.99 a month for Stadia and now they're asking for $15 extra dollars a month to access Uplay. Yeah. Uh, You could argue that, too, for saying that, like, oh, well, you need Xbox Live and Game Pass. No, no, no. You don't need Xbox Live for Game Pass. You just need Game Pass and an Xbox. That's it. Yeah. So. There's so many problems, and I can go on and on, but we need to move forward with this. That's just my argument for it. Talking about uh, copies. (laughs) Roller Champions. Mm.
1: You mean Rocket League? On skates?
0: So even on the court, you see the word "roller league," almost in the Rocket League, uh, fonts, and and even like the streams of lines, the skates were blue and orange, and I was like, "Are you kidding me right now, Ubisoft? Are you kidding it had
1: me?" The same like cage,
0: same kind of cage, same kind of goals. Like you just dunk it. And it's yeah. like burn. I was like, it was basically oh. Rocket
1: League on a skate. Um, roller like going on a roller derby type arena. This was
0: Rocket League. The the one ball, you're trying to crash into each other, you're trying to score goals. I believe each skate stream was blue and orange. And I was like, what are you doing, yeah. Ubisoft? And then they just said, "Um, you know, the, the hype levels uh were only coming from the host. Like, hey, everybody, you're ready for Roller League? Or, sorry, Roller Champions? Yeah. Hey. And it was just like, Are you kidding me with this? Because I read a report that Roller Champions was going to be a Rocket League copy. I was like, it's Ubisoft. They don't really like to copy outright. Like Assassin's Creed Origins seemed inspired from Dark Souls combat and Witcher 3 side quests. It seemed to be inspired, but I wouldn't call it a copy of Witcher 3. Roller Champions.
1: That is a copy.
0: Yeah. It's very worrying to me that they say that like this is passable. And and again and again, just like you play Plus, they're not trying to compete with their competitors. Yeah, they're just trying to say like, oh, that works, so it can work with us too, right?
1: Yeah, so like we'll do that too.
0: Exactly. They're they're not trying to compete. They're not trying to be better. They're just trying to be like, oh, that formula works. Can we do that too? And so it's like, oh my goodness, you be yeah. so. Are you so daft? Like my goodness. Um. All right. So we're running out of time. We still got two more conferences to go for. But the last thing, the last thing they showcased was Gods and Monsters, and this just fell short for me. Yeah. Like this just said, like oh, we got one more game to talk about. Uh, and the uh, creator of Odyssey comes out. Uh, and he says, like, hey, I got this new game. It's called Gods and Monsters. It's all about mythology and history through ancient gods. Check it out. And it's it's like a two-minute trailer. Yeah. It, and it didn't tell us anything about the game. It just said, look, a game that exists. Yeah. It's kind of like Odyssey. It has to do with Greek mythology. And a girl who looks a little bit like Cassandra from Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And it's coming out February 25th, 2020. Give me your money now. And it's just like cut from there. Yeah. That's it. So... What what Ubisoft didn't have. It didn't have Beyond Good and Evil 2. It didn't have Splinter Cell. It didn't have the Mario and Rabbids uh, sequel, which we all wanted to love. And no Aisha Tyler. <laughs> it had so many other celebrities and no Aisha Tyler. And I was just like, what is this? What would you rate it? Uh-
1: I really have no idea. Yeah. They're kind of all over the place. I would probably give it like a five or six.
0: I'll give it a five. It was average.
1: Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Nothing special. It was all right.
0: Watchdogs Legion. Good on them for trying to have a subscription service. It's not a bad service. I don't want to put that across. I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to say like, oh, this is such garbage. They don't know what they're doing. All I'm trying to say is that they're not trying to compete. They're not trying. Yeah. They're not trying to like outdo the other better subscription services Mm -hmm. that are already established. So it was fine. It was just missing some links, right? It was missing that splinter cell that was rumored. It was missing beyond good and evil two updates. It was missing Aisha Tyler. And that's the thing. It was just fine. It was average. It was nothing impressive. It was just Ubisoft being Ubisoft and it had just dance 2020 coming on the Wii. Yeah. So let's just jump into the next showcase. Try to fit a round game into a Square Enix. It almost sounds illegal. Square Enix came out flying. Let's talk about this. So the Final Fantasy remake was finally revealed with gameplay, a release date for at least episode one. I believe they just said episode one, but let's talk about what we saw with this gameplay. Did I mention that was gameplay? For Final yeah. Fantasy VII? Um, There's
1: a lot of Final Fantasy VII.
0: Yeah, which is absolutely great. What they did mention about this game, which I wasn't surprised about, was that they said, listen, we're making this game. It's going to be two Blu-ray discs worth of content. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, whoa, that, that's crazy. I'm just like, did you play the first one or the, the original Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII? It's a long game. It is a long game there's a lot of content in it, not just now with a lot of content, but now there's a lot of detail with the character models now. So when they said two play two Blu-ray discs of content, I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I kind of figured that, but uh, they just came out and just said like, listen, this is what we're giving you There's two Blu-ray discs with our content. And he made it very clear that we will not disappoint your expectations of the game. And he made that boldly clear, Mm -hmm. not saying like, we're going to try not to. It wasn't like a Bethesda approach, like you hurt our feelings Mm -hmm. if you don't like it. No, he just said, we will not disappoint your expectations. And I loved that enthusiasm. Did I mention there was gameplay? Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for this because the, the most important part of this gameplay was the intelligently designed combat right so there was real-time combat you can uh slice and dice with clouds big old sword and there's an atb uh meter going up And he says oh look at this look at this look at this little meter over here what's this an atb and once you fill it up that turns on tactical mode
1: mm-hmm.
0: whoa so tactical mode it's like this slow motion kind of thing where everything kind of slows down. I think it slows down to a pause and within this tactical mode, you can select special abilities from cloud and Barrett. Uh, And and just to say like within this tactical mode, what do you want to do? Just like the original game, right? And it was just so intelligently designed with this combat, but even better that if you want a more fast paced approach that you don't want this tactical mode, you can actually tie, and bound your abilities to shortcuts for faster combat right Mm -hmm. what i appreciated most about this oh even better before i get into why it's so intelligent design uh between cloud and barrett uh cloud is more of a uh, melee up close combat You slice it with a big old sword and barrett has the the gun for the arm and he can actually shoot people from long distances So there's two different types of gameplay here. And what's so impressive about this gameplay is that it caters to all kinds of of player choice. Mm -hmm. Whether you're uh, more stand back, whether you're up close, whether you want to be slow and tactical, whether you want to be a more faster combat. This is so inclined to cater to every kind of player who plays these two Blu-ray discs for the content. So Mm -hmm. when you were watching this, what, what, what were you thinking?
1: Um... Well, I have never played Final Fantasy. Oh, um, but it looked really interesting. I liked that you could switch between all the characters during a fight, and you could still give the other character something to do while you're playing that person, including Tifa. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looked interesting.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was so impressed with. Um, and it, and it said, oh, what did they say? March second, twenty twenty, or March twenty second. You're going to say it in the comments. It,
1: well, it's it's in March 2020.
0: Yeah, it's coming out March 2020. I can't remember the specific date. And I know if you're in a YouTube comments, you're saying, oh, Adam, you don't know anything. It's coming out March 22nd, my birthday. You know anything about my birthday? I don't know you. But this is the most important part. It's just like I, I think people will let this go over their head that they are catering to every kind of player. Mm-hmm. And I so appreciate that. I don't really care. Uh, and here's the other thing. I don't really care about the story. And when, when I say that, it's not about like, oh, I don't care about the story. They're, they say that it's going to be like um, a play-by-play story remake. So if you played Final Fantasy VII, you know what's going to happen. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII, it's going to be a lot of surprises. But it, it's how they handle the combat into modern uh, gameplay. And they just said, "Here for those who like the original, here's that. For those who are more modern combat, here's for you." And it just combined them, and I just was so mind blown. And and the graphics look so crazy good, right? Uh, it, it looked smooth. It, it looked um, it looked detailed. It, it looked like it was professionally done. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't like this scam that they were selling you, much like another game we're going to talk about. Square Enix, but we'll get to that later. But it it just looked so clean, these Mm -hmm. graphics, right? So I'm highly impressed with it. I definitely want to play this game. I definitely, and and the fact that, and I was telling somebody about this, um, the fact that it's coming out episodically, I don't know if that's still true or not. If it's coming out episodically or if it's coming out, here's the whole game. But if it is coming out episodically, right? I'm I'm much more inclined to play this because mm-hmm. the older I get, the less time I have to play games. So if you gave me like, here's all two hundred hours of Final Fantasy VII, I'm just like, oh, oh this is a little too overwhelming for mm-hmm. me. You know, I'm afraid of commitment. You need to get out of here. Um, but it it just gives me more time to appreciate the little chunks that I have. Yeah. So, uh, are you interested in playing this at all?
1: Um. Yeah. It looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Would I be lost?
0: I don't think so. I don't think it's like that open worlds.
1: Well, no, I mean, like, would I be lost being dropped on the seventh one?
0: No, 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 no. You don't have to know too much. It's it's going like seven forward, like eight. You need to know a lot about seven. Oh, okay. uh, I think I I get lost in the titles too. You know. Okay. I know two. But yeah, it looks yeah.
1: interesting, and I would be open to playing it.
0: Yeah. Totally. Um and I, and I think that's why they gave you Final Fantasy Seven is because it's the most played, it's the most mem- rem- remembered. A lot of people say Final Fantasy Nine is their favorite. Seven has its has its perks, but yeah, I, I don't think you'll be too lost in it. Now going forward with Square Enix, if you like Japanese games and JRPGs, Square Enix has your back. Oh yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Japanese and JRPGs. Like, I appreciate them, but I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm not the biggest fan of Dragon Quest or any of the other games, uh, but there was a lot. Like, you got Dragon Quest Builders 2. You have The Last Remnant Remastered. You have Saga Scarlet Grace. You have Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Uh, you have Octopath Traveler for the PC and a whole ton of Final Fantasy games.
1: hmm
0: like a whole ton. Yeah, I didn't list them on my, my notes, but I was just like another Final Fantasy and another Final Fantasy and another Final Fantasy. There, it w- it w- it was a lot to take in. Yeah. And here's the other thing: it kind of slowed in the middle. Yeah. It was it
1: started f- to get dull.
0: And this was: if you're on Eastern Standard Time, it's nine p.m. Right. And, and and I think the reason why it was so slow, if you were going through all of Monday, right, with E3, mm-hmm. first you got the PC gaming show, which was slow, right? Mm-hmm. Then you had uh, limited run games, which is, oh, that's really cool. And then you had uh, Ubisoft. And I was like, oh, really cool. Then you had kind of funny games. And then you, and I had inside, excuse me, and then it had inside Xbox. I was tired. <laughs>
1: like, yeah.
0: Um. So... Because it was just later in the day. Yeah. Maybe that's why I just got a little bit um, jaw dropped, I guess. Uh, A a little bit just uh, overwhelmed with the Mm -hmm. amount of games they're throwing at you. Like, bah, another JRPG. Bah, another JRPG.
1: Yeah, and I think that had a lot to do with it because they were showing... A whole lot of one type of game. So they mm. weren't marketing to a huge audience. Yeah. I mean, the JRPG audience is very big.
0: Yeah. It's massive. But they
1: weren't marketing to as many people as they could have.
0: Even the trailer for life is strange 2 Wasn't I don't,
1: that was a waste of time.
0: Yeah. I, I thought they were going to talk about episode four because they it's didn't. coming out in August. They
1: literally just gave us a trailer for life is strange season two. Yeah. And with that, they only showed clips yeah. of what we have You were so very far.
0: opinionated about the trailer.
1: It's stupid. It was a waste of time. I, You know me. Like, I don't mm-hmm. have patience for things that are a waste of time. And that literally was a waste of two minutes.
0: Yeah. Because it was just a bunch of Twitch streamers. Like, it's so emotional. I so love it. I'm like. Yeah. And they're
1: like, this uh, is. So, like, they were crying. I was like, why? Yeah. It's not. And they were, like, crying at things that I was like, that wasn't. This episode, episode was terrible. Why are yeah. you so emotional about it?
0: Yeah. Um, that's the thing. It was only marketing. If you love GRPGs, this show's oh, for yeah. you. yeah.
1: Square Enix was like the highlight yeah. of your day, I'm sure.
0: Now, I told Sean Chandler to check it out because of the Marvel Endgame, or Marvel's uh, Avengers uh, game coming out. I was like, oh, you should check it out. It's at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I should check it out. And I'm just thinking of him just watching Final Fantasy Remake, uh, The Last Ferman Remastered, Final Fantasy A, Remastered, Octopath Traveler, uh, and all these like JRPGs, and he's just sitting there like, what did he do? (laughs) Um, Liar. You're a liar. But... Yeah, so this was really for you if you like the JRPGs. I'm not a huge fan. That's not to take away from your enjoyments, Mm -hmm. but it just wasn't for us, right? But then we get this new game called Outriders, and then it said Makers of Gears of War Judgment. I'm like, oh, Floki, Floki. come on. Come here, boy.
1: He just wants to be in Adam's lap.
0: (laughs) Anyways, so the, the makers of Gears of War Judgments, right? And as soon as they put that up, I was like, uh, if if you're a Gears of War fan, you you know to ignore judgments. You you know to just say, like, that game exists? Oh, I forgot. Um, but People Can Fly came out and they said uh Outriders, right? And this is coming out summer twenty twenty, and it is a one to three players, uh drop in, drop out, kind of like a ghost recon, uh mm-hmm. Wildlands. It is a co-op shooter that takes place in a dark and desperate sci-fi world. And then we got to see kind of like the studio and people working on this Outriders game. It looks like a good game. It looks like fun. It, it definitely will harp on the uh, co-op shooter. And that's about it. Uh, it, does, it doesn't really look mind-blowing to me, though. Yeah. It looks like it will be a game that will exist and a game you can play with your friends and nothing much more. But again... I didn't put my hands on this game, so I don't know it, you know? So, you know, keep your eye on that. Uh it's called Outriders. It's make uh, it's by People Can Fly. Uh, I'll keep my eye on it. I even follow them on Twitter, so checking it out. All right. Marvel Avengers. Let me get your thoughts first.
1: Uh it looked interesting. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean They didn't have um, Hawkeye.
0: I was very upset. It was strange. We were watching IGN's stream on on this, and they're like, oh, who would want to play Hawkeye? And I raised my hand. I want to play Hawkeye. No,
1: only one person said who would want to play Hawkeye and all. And everyone Everyone. with her was like, "Um, me.
0: Me. I want to play Hawkeye. Hawkeye's the best. Um, But yeah, this was a story trailer, but it was rendered in-engine. And it, uh, the story begins in A-Day, Avengers Day, but the Avengers were blamed for a tragedy to happen. You, you get to see the uh, Avengers base being uh, sunk, and then you get to see five years later, and uh, Troy Baker and Nolan North are fighting against each other. Uh, you, you get to see them, and you can obviously tell. As soon as Iron Man spoke, I was like, is that Nathan Drake? That's Nathan Drake. And, and you get to find out, like, oh yes, Nolan North along with Troy Baker is on is on the uh, cast list. This is a new original story that you play as your favorite Avenger, and it's all about self acceptance. And together, you are mighty. I'm not impressed, and, and I'm not, and I'm not going to harp on it like other people have on Twitter. People have said that this is garbage. Like they just said, uh, okay. So here's my problem with people on Twitter. Uh, saying, oh, you didn't get Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, likeness right. You didn't get any of the actors' likeness right. If you really listened, this isn't the MCU's Avengers. Mm-hmm. No. Um, the the maker behind Marvel Games, he said, we want to work with uh, we want to work with Crystal Dynamics, and he said, this is Crystal Dynamics' uh interpretation of the Avengers universe. This is their Avengers. This is not. MCU's Avengers, this is Crystal Dynamics Avengers. Mm-hmm. So when people are just saying, Oh, you didn't get the likeness right, oh, it looks like hot garbage. Oh, it looks like this is Crystal Dynamics Avengers game. Yeah. This is separate, just like uh Spider-Man, Insomniac Spider-Man, right? This is not the MCU Spider-Man. This is not the comic Spider-Man. This is Insomniac Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So I just want to get that out of the way that this will be Crystal Dynamics Avengers. And you shouldn't be really expecting the MCU. Um, With that said, this is hot garbage. Hmm. But (laughs) I'm not trying to say that to be mean. Um, But they do say that there's going to be a growing roster of heroes. A lot of people are saying, where's Hawkeye? Where's this person? Where's that? You start with the five. You start with Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow. Who am I forgetting? Let's see. Iron Man. Thor. Yes. Uh, And you start with these five characters, but they say that there's going to be a growing roster of heroes, a growing, ever expounding world up to four players. The DLC expansions will be free. So once you buy the game, the DLC expansions will be free and there's no microtransactions or loot boxes in in play. Mm -hmm. And we even get to see like, oh, are we going to get new heroes with the very last thing, you know, the end credits scene was uh hank pym and you get to hear ant-man's voice so that's just to say like hey we also have ant-man going to be coming into the mix so for those who are just saying oh where's this hero where's that hero oh this is not the game that i want not my avengers game it's going to be growing yeah you know so this is coming out may 15th 2020. ouch can i just say ouch can i can i say oof can I just keep pressing F in the keyboard? Because when I first heard this, I was just saying, oh, you know, it's it's only been in development for three years because they announced it two years ago. But uh, Then I remembered, wait a second. No, no, no. Hold on. This has been in development for five years. Mm-hmm. And there were four studios behind this. And we're not going to get it until one year from now, basically. Eleven months from now. And I was like oof why does it have to take that long why does it have to take that long i why can't you do the fall at 76 where it says oh it's hot garbage let's just give it to the audience anyway um i'm glad they're not doing that
1: yeah maybe they're doing it in hopes that they can pull it improve it,
0: up. it. yeah but six years in development
1: Hey, if it improves it from what you guys saw, if you guys hate it, maybe that's why they didn't push it back, because they wanted to get feedback from the conference. Yeah. And fix what you know. Yeah. What everyone's complaining about.
0: So I think this was I think more things need to be shown, more gameplay needs to be shown. Um but people need to realize that this is Crystal Dynamics Avengers, that this yeah. is Crystal Diam- Dynamics uh, versions of the heroes. This is not going to be the MCU, and it's coming out in May, yeah. so we're not even going to see this. But it, there's no microtransactions, DLCs are free. I'm willing to give this a shot because Nolan North and Troy Baker are in the game,
1: and it's just something that you can keep your eye on this year.
0: Yeah. So we're running out of time. We want we still need to get to Nintendo, but closing thoughts. What do you what do you, What do you think of Square Enix?
1: Mm, five.
0: I give it a six or a seven. Why, why? do you give it a five?
1: Um, mostly just because they did get very dull and mm-hmm. went on for a long time in the middle. Yeah. Um. And they really only showed one genre of games. Yeah. When they make such a bigger, like that's not their only genre. They do make a lot of games mm-hmm. outside of JRPGs, but that's really all they showed. Yeah. And a whole lot of five.
0: I'm giving it a six or seven just because Final Fantasy VII, amazing. Marvel's Avengers, at least we got information. Outriders looks fine. It was a decent showcase. You know, It did kind of slow down in the middle, which is why I want to give it a six. But how impressive Final Fantasy VII was, the opener, that's why I want to give it a seven. Yeah. So. Oh,
1: I also didn't like the different picture frames. I didn't like how oh, they presented yeah. them. That was weird and it bothered me.
0: Yeah. right so we're running out of time uh we still need to talk about nintendo so let's jump into it with established 1981 by ape and plumber international nintendo all right so let's close off our time with nintendo's conference this is the final showcase of e3 uh just a just a preference Uh, we are not really nintendo people so if you're looking for like like, my body is ready types of hot uh, hype levels. This is not really the place to be. We just want to give our observations mm-hmm. um, from Nintendo's. So, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes are coming to Smash. So, you got your first hero. Now, again, <laughs> right off the bat, we're not JRPG people. We're not Smash people. So, you're just like, oh, you don't even know their names. They're coming to Smash. It's really Whoa. cool. So if you love Dragon Quest and you love Smash, and there's plenty of people who oh, yeah. cross that mix. So that's really exciting for you guys. You, mm-hmm. you get to get your favorite characters. And, and there's multiple Dragon Quest heroes coming to Smash. So it yeah. opened with that. Um, so let's talk about the, the best opener. Yes. We all knew this was coming. We all knew it. We all called it. Um, the introduction for Doug Bowser. We knew it was coming. So uh, introducing Bowser. And then it was like Bowser in like a, in a necktie. And he's like, And Doug Bowser comes out like, wait, no, no, that's the wrong Bowser. I'm the right Bowser. And Bowser's just like, oh, which way do I go? It was it was nice. It was cute. Maybe it could have ended like 30 seconds earlier.
1: Yeah. When they dragged it out a little bit.
0: Yeah. No, not that way. Bowser this this way. And then he started to ask, like, oh, to Doug Bowser, like, oh, you guys are related? Like, he's like, no, but we get that a lot. It was nice. It was cute. You know, it, it was the end of uh, Reggie fils and and uh, coming in as Doug Bowser. It was nice. It, it was just a nice little meme. Yeah. It was a nice little joke. I didn't have a problem with it. Like, I, it was fine. Yeah. You know, it was funny. So, uh, but Doug Bowser comes out and he doesn't have the same charm as Reggie fils does. You know, he... he I, I I'm sure he's a a huge fan of Nintendo, and I understand. I'm I'm in the same place where like oh you don't really fit the personality of a youth pastor. Yeah, you know it, he's more of a suit. You know he's more of like a um, of a Sean Layden kind of presence. Yeah, but
1: he tried.
0: He did. He did a good job. Yeah, no, no, no. He he was he was he's was really good. It was just the 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 nice little childish charm of Reggie.
1: Yeah, you just have to get used to a new person, just like in any. It looks just like anything.
0: He's got huge shoes to fill. Doug Bowser did an amazing job in it. uh, But at the end, he kind of messed up his words a little bit, and you could tell how nervous he was. He's got big shoes to fill. Mm -hmm. And good for Doug Bowser. He made a really amazing introduction to himself. I just have to say that. Like, good for you, Doug. Yeah. Good for you, Dougie. So. After that whole meme, we get our first look—well, not our first look—but we, we get a lot of new information about Luigi's mansion, and this is more of a quote-unquote really flaky. You got a, you got a scratch right now. You hear that in the background? Nice. So you get this nice little quote-unquote tour trailer, and like, let's take a tour through uh, the mansion, and we get to see some new abilities. Uh, new abilities coming into Luigi's mansion, you get the slam, uh, you got suction shot, but most importantly, we get gooey And I was like, you're kidding me. Uh, so there's Luigi, but then we also get a Gooigi, And and gooey is Luigi, but he's made of goo. And so uh, with this, there's a lot of gameplay mechanics where uh, Gooigi can slip through fences and he can walk on spikes because he's made of goo. Mm-hmm. But be careful around water because Gooigi can melt with the water. But more, most importantly, this is good for co-op. So one person plays Luigi and one person plays, plays Gooigi. Yep. How many times can I say Gooigi before it gets old? Gooigi. Uh there's also going to be a multiplayer scarescraper mode, right? With a four-player co-op and uh surviving the night in this uh in his uh scare scraper. It was really, really cool. I really appreciated this. Uh it seems like Luigi's Mansion is gonna be a really fun time for Switch owners, right? It's really utilizing that. This is on the go. You can play with your friends anywhere you want. It's a nice multiplayer Luigi's Mansion that doesn't lose the taste of the original Luigi's Mansion. Mm -hmm. Uh, What what did you think of of this?
1: It looked fun. It looked cute.
0: Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. It it looks like a fun time, you know? Yeah. It has a 2019 date. It didn't give a specific date. It just said coming out in 2019. Uh, We're almost nearing the second half of 2019. So it's coming out pretty soon. So looking forward to that. Well, not me specifically, but yeah. uh, uh, we also get this uh, sword and shield. Now we got more Link's Awakening too. It's more Link's Awakening. It's more proof that it is a turn by turn for Link's Awakening. Moving on, uh, but sword and shield, a really cool thing that we we, we got to see. I'm gonna miss the uh, the big details of this, but you get to have your Pokemon uh, your Pokeball plus uh, almost as a, as, a, as a feature mm-hmm. in the game he says i bet you want to capture people so uh, oh (laughs) i bet you want to capture people capture pokemon (laughs) not people don't capture people that's mean so he illegal and illegal so he he he, uh picks up a pokeball plus and says i bet you want to walk around the the play with it you know he did say that the pokeball plus is not a controller for sword and shield but he says that if you want to uh, make some time with your pokemon you can actually capture it in the Pokeball Plus and go on a walk with your Pokemon, mm-hmm. meaning that you can put your Pokemon into Pokemon Go and go with, with a walk with them and take them with you on Pokemon Go and then transfer them back into the game. Mm-hmm. This is a really cool touch for them because it's it's utilizing they're all they're still standout mobile title for Pokemon Go and just utilizing it, right? Just like they did with uh let's go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's a nice little mix. All right. The one thing I'm really excited for, Mario and Sonic Olympics.
1: That looked really good.
0: Yes. Uh this always comes out during the Olympic times. I don't want to say always, they might have skipped a year. Um, but you get to compete online, and what's most important. If you didn't know, already know skateboarding is now officially in the Olympic sports and Naya Houston is part of the USA. No, Naya Houston, though, Naya Houston is still trying out for the USA, but it's Naya Houston. He's getting on Team USA for skateboarding, so uh, most likely going to be for street skating. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but Naya Houston is going to be in Sonic and Mario. No, I'm just kidding, Um, but there's going to be skateboarding in this game. You get the skateboard as Tails. You get the skateboard as Mario. You get the skateboard as Gooigi. I don't think so. I really hope so. But uh, there's going to be skateboarding. It's coming online. Uh, You get to compete online. And it's coming this November uh, to prepare for the... I believe it's going to be held in Toronto 2020.
1: It said Tokyo. Tokyo.
0: Okay. Sorry. Uh, What am I thinking of? I don't
1: know.
0: But Tokyo 2020 uh, Summer Olympics. Yeah. So that's really, really cool especially since they're adding skateboarding into the Olympics. So uh, that's great. And that will be even better if not Houston appeared in the game. Nia Houston against Sonic. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was all the announcements uh, from, from Nintendo. What did you think of the Nintendo's conference? That was it. That was all. That wasn't it. Oh, right. What's this on my notes here? A new Animal Crossing.
1: It looks so fun.
0: It does. So Animal Crossing new horizons you're on a deserted island you're making a community on a deserted island and you get these packages uh from nook inc i believe it was from nook inc from the evil empire of tom nook Mm -hmm. um but here's the thing it's being pushed back again to march 20th 2020. yeah and people are not happy about that yeah now i've still held out on getting a switch but I might get it just for this Yeah. just for animal crossing. Now here's the reason why I don't have a switch. Oh man, we're running out of time. Here's the reason why I don't have a switch is that when I'm on the go, it, it, I, I, I'm not really gaming on yeah. the go. Like when I'm on the go, it's because I'm on the go. Yeah. Like I'm driving and I'm uh, going to meetings and I'm doing this yeah. and hanging out with students. So when it, when the appeal comes to like, it's gaming on the go, I got my Xbox, my PlayStation, my PC, I didn't really have a need for it, but now there's Animal Crossing, so now, now I have a need. Yeah. I have the need for yeah. Animal Crossing. And you get to see Tom Nook giving his uh debts to you and saying like you owe this much. Yeah. Are you excited for this?
1: I am. It, I would definitely if you had if we got a switch, I would definitely play it.
0: Oh yeah. All day every day. This would be the only a game I own because it's Animal Crossing. <laughs> And it's one of those games that you just like constantly go to and you have to keep updating it and keep yeah. paying off your debt to Tom Nook. But it's on a deserted island and that's so awesome. Yeah,
1: and it had like fun little features.
0: And you get to vault over little rivers. Yeah. So I think it looks amazing. It looks adorable. And I just can't wait to get my hands on it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to distract myself at work with it. Good job. Yeah. I'll just put it like under a little book. And like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm reading. Nope, just playing my Switch. Um but, yeah, I'm definitely sold on this, uh, and I definitely want to get my hands on it. So we only have eight minutes left uh, before we get to the hour and a half mark, and I want to respect your time as a listener. But just want to let you know that I am excited for Animal Crossing New Horizons. I was scared by this point. People were like, oh, you're not excited? No, no, no. I love Animal Crossing. Yeah. In fact, when, uh, when I got the GameCube from Liz... And she had Animal Crossing. That's all I did.
1: Yeah, he played Animal Crossing for a good solid week.
0: More than that, like like all day, every day for a week, yeah. and then two months, and then three months. But then I got uh, anxious because my student loans were a thing. And when Tom Nook came for for my loans, I was I, I got super anxious, and I and I didn't want to be reminded of my real life.
1: Anyway, the last part.
0: So, oh, Banjo Kazooie is coming as a Smash character, but everybody called this. Yeah. And that's a, and that's the thing. That's that's why it wasn't shocking. It was amazing. Don't get me wrong. It was it was super fun. Like it's finally a thing that Banjo is going to be in Smash. But you know everybody called it. Yeah. You know uh, Banjo has been on the N sixty four. Microsoft and Nintendo have been like buddy buddy. I would have been more surprised if it was Master Chief or Cuphead. Yeah. But it was Banjo Kazooie. It was kind of like a shoe in yeah. for him. But it's really cool. Banjo is coming oh, to yeah. the Smash. But the last part. Uh, Before we run out of time, breath of the wild sequel is coming people. It's in development and it's in the same map of Hyrule and uh, things are happening, but here's what it reminded me of Majora's mask, right? It's using the same kind of character models. It's using the same kind of um, architecture in the game. It's using the same utilization of the previous game, just like with Majora's mask use kind of the same models. And I can't think of the word when you're developing but it used the same architecture of Ocarina of Time and just kind of converted to Majora's Mask to ma- make a quicker release for the sequel, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing a lot with this new sequel. You know, it's the same kind of Hyrule. It's the same kind of character models. the same kind of art style. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all because Majora's Mask was definitely a game to play. It wasn't disappointing. It, it was just its own thing, right? mm mm-hmm. And you're gonna get a quicker sequel because of this, right? Uh, And it looks like the world is tearing apart, just like Majora's Mask was. Um, And it's in development right now. It was confirmed. They didn't give you a date, it didn't give you a name. It just said Breath of the Wild sequel now in development. Yeah. Are you excited for this at all?
1: I don't really know anything about Breath of the Wild.
0: Neither do I. I didn't play it because I don't have Switch. Yeah, I
1: have no idea.
0: So when I get my Switch to play Animal Crossing, I will definitely get Breath of the Wild, and I will be playing it. There you go. Yeah. But people are excited for this. People want their Breath of the Wild sequel. And I think you can take encouragement that it's coming sooner than later because they're utilizing it. Don't see it as a bad thing. Don't see it as a bad thing at all. They've done it before. It's very much like Nintendo to do this, and they do it well. They yeah. they do it well. They they respect their player base. Yeah. So don't think of it as like, oh, they're just recycling old resources from the old game. No, 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 no. They, they respect you. They yeah. respect your time. So definitely see it as a good thing because you're going to get your sequel sooner. So overall, Nintendo, what do you think?
1: They did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say six or seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They kept it entertaining. They kept it light. I mean, it's kind of easier for Nintendo to keep it entertaining and light and fun because that's mm-hmm. the type of games that they do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they did a good job. Their game seemed interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they did a good job getting everyone excited for what they have coming.
0: I give it an 8. It was a solid uh, rundown. It gave you exactly what you wanted. It gave you Animal Crossing, more Smash characters, Zelda uh, Luigi's Mansion, Sonic skateboarding. It was a solid conference. Yeah, they did a really good job. Yeah, I, I, it was definitely a great closer to E3. Mm-hmm. So left you off on a good note. Great. We have E3. It's done. Just like this episode, with some <laughs> time to spare. Woo. So we just wanted to respect your time because we didn't want to just ramble on for two, two and a half yeah. hours. But there's a lot to say. Yeah. This is five conferences. This is
1: a very cut down version of the notes that he yeah. could have had.
0: I actually cleaned up the notes yeah. to get this you, down. Yeah. So don't think that like I skipped anything because I wasn't excited for it, but because I wanted to respect your time. Yeah. So. All okay. right. Was, let's just leave it at that. I think next week's episode should be uh, our post thoughts for E3 after we slept on it, after every, everything said and done, after interviews come out. And let's just say, what do we think about E3 overall next week? So that'll be our next episode that will come out the following Monday. I don't know what date that will be, but that'll be our next episode. Post E3 thoughts after we sleep on it. So we want to thank you again for listening (laughs) to this week's episode, uh, for part two of our E3. We hope you had a good time with it. We had a lot of fun recording it and writing it down. Uh, but yeah, definitely share with your friends. Tell your friends about Games and Groceries. We're we're working on getting more guests onto the show. So look forward to that. And stick around. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, we are doing our best to utilize YouTube. We're doing our best. We want to focus more on YouTube. So uh, look for that in the works. But thank you for this great year that we've had. It's been one year now. Exactly. Thanks for sticking around. Um, I won't... Uh, disrespect your time anymore. We'll just close this out. Make sure to follow us on social media at Gaming Groceries or individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer.
1: And I'm at Journey First.
0: You can follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word. Check out our website, gamesandgroceries.com. You can listen to all of our episodes from the website. Find out where you can listen to our episodes, what platforms we're on, and all the articles that I write per week. And make sure to give us your ratings and reviews on all the platforms that you listen to us on and just send it to me so I can read it sometime on the podcast. So thanks again for listening to this week's episode. Thanks again for listening to us ramble about E3. We will see you next week where we will talk about our post E3 thoughts. So thanks for tuning in. We hope to see you next week.